CJ, welcome to chaos. How are you? All hope is lost. <laughs> you asked if I wanted is... to start sad, so we're starting sad. It's just absolute disaster. March madness quickly turned into March sadness. Yeah. Finally, it took a while to get to you. Me, first day, March sadness. But you, was... March sadness on the eve of the final four. I know. I was going to ask, Did we have we done an episode since... You, we haven't done one since Tennessee got knocked out, have we? No, we've talked outside, obviously, in our group chat and stuff. Yeah, as soon as they lost, I was very depressed and then gave up all my brackets. Well, everybody's bracket was shot anyway, but all my brackets were thrown out the window. I was pissed. Tennessee lost, and I'm just voting for chaos. And we kind of got chaos because we have an 11 seed in the Final Four. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They did take on Michigan in the process. Um. It, it was a weird tournament, right? Because I feel like we did have a lot of chaos in terms of who was winning the games, but not a lot of chaos in terms of the actual games. That's very true, yeah. I think the Oral Roberts game was probably the best game up until that Alabama game the other night. Yeah. And Oral Roberts had a chance to hit the three to win it, and they just missed. Um, but, yeah, no, the Alabama game was exciting. But then even overtime was boring. Yeah, right. That's the thing. Like, even in the the first game of the entire tournament, I think was Florida, and they went to overtime. But then they ended up losing by like seven in overtime. So like, that's that's not a fun game. It's close and it's fun at times. Obviously, you're gonna get a last second shot to win the game, but then that doesn't go. And I don't think we've had a single buzzer beater, have we? No, just that Alabama buzzer beater tie. Right. Yeah. Not not to win win a game. Uh, so, like, uh, as fun as the tournament has been in terms of upsets, it's just been a weird year for the actual game. Like, you, you associate March Madness with buzzer beaters and with and with those big upsets. Like, yeah, yeah. It's great that uh, whoever Oregon State can make a run to the Elite Eight or True UCLA that. to the Final Four. But True them as well. Right. <laughs> yeah, those were two bad teams to pick. Oral Roberts in the Sweet Sixteen. There you go. That's much better. Loyola Chicago too. How about that? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we didn't get the typical thing you associate with March Madness, which is a player who no one's ever heard of hitting a game-winning shot to send their team to whatever the next round is. Yeah. Like that's how we got like Steph Curry and Gordon Hayward. Like they just took over, right? Um, but yeah, no. And then we have the final four now. Just two one seeds, a two seed, and then the eleven seed. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? You couldn't kill McCronin. No one can. I don't think Gonzaga has a chance. <laughs> Gonzaga's actually screwed. I saw, even though they're really not though, because they're unbelievable. Yeah. I think it was like what are they thirty plus games now by winning by ten or more. Yeah, I, obviously I'm bummed out, so I'm not going to try to say that I'm not. But part of right. me is relieved that we're not going to have to get blown out by Gonzaga. <laughs> because They're unbelievable. They are. They're so good. And like as good as I felt like Michigan was, and still think Michigan was, like Gonzaga's just been incredible. And it doesn't matter who they face. They've just dominated everybody. And they, ha- they certainly have not had the toughest – road to the final four that a team has ever had but it hasn't been easy they beat the five seed creighton they beat the six seed usc it's not like they've only faced like houston has faced i think only double digits right (laughs) they faced an 11 seed they faced a 10 seed 
they faced a, a fifteen uh, seed, obviously. Yeah, and I think that's everybody. Well, who they wasn't there? Wasn't their closest game the fifteen seed, or did they blow them out? Uh, yeah, I think it was. It might have been. I didn't know if you had it in front of you. Yeah. Um. Oh, not one eighty-seven. The the ten seed, sixty to sixty-three. Oh, that's right. That was a close game. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 interesting because everyone says how Gonzaga plays in like a softer division. Then they get to the tournament. They they be right. Five six seeds tough, but it's also is Creighton, who I thought was kind of a fraud. And USC, I don't think anybody had them going that far. But Houston is another team that people are like, oh, they play in a weak division or weak conference, and then they just go in there and they. Well, I mean, they're taking advantage of the situation. It's not their fault, but right. I don't think they're going up against Baylor, right? Uh, Houston. If, yeah. 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 Houston and Baylor. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's like we get those crazy games as we often do. But that at the end of the day, it is the one and two seeds most of the time. I mean, it's funny. In one bracket, I don't know if I actually did it or not, but I had Michigan State going to the Final Four. <laughs> and, so close. And, like, I don't know. I, I refuse to look at my brackets because I know they're all shot. I don't know if, like, I still had that bracket because I would have been spot on. Because technically, when I filled it out, I couldn't pick Michigan State or UCLA. So you I just picked, picked the that game. Of the Final Four or of the first four matchup. Yes, I just picked the winner of that. So I kind of look smart. Yeah. Genius. Uh, that's same time. I'm going to look at my brackets now. They're bad. I have one in the top 10%. That's pretty good. Uh, sorry, the top 10.2%. Oh, uh, not as good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that Oddly enough, CJ, that was the bracket that I picked scratch, as in like every the higher seed won every yeah. single game. And that's my best bracket. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the best way to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, I always, like, I do my Tennessee bracket, and then I do my serious bracket, and then I do one that's all scratch. Those are, like, the three I do, just for the heck of it. But I would um, guess most years the scratch bracket is your best. Yeah, I mean, except for the one year I picked UConn to win it all, and they did. Thanks, Kemba. Right. <laughs> um, it's it, The really upsetting part, though, is seeing how far Oregon State got, knowing that, hey, maybe if Tennessee won that game, they could have got that far, too, and it's just... I know, and then like to only lose to Houston by six. Obviously, teams match up differently, so you can't just look at that and say yeah. oh, we could have scored six more points. But it's that was a winnable game for Oregon State, who you guys yeah. realistically are better than on most nights. Yeah. Um. So here I'm going to read you my percentages of my brackets where I am. Um, twenty three percent. Whoa. <laughs> That one is I entered into an actual bracket thing, but I have Gonzaga winning, so I don't know what that means. There you go. Um, then my Tennessee won, 44%. My Illinois won, 2.7%. <laughs> and then I have that Gonzaga one, 89.8%. Wait, what was your Illinois one? 2.7%. Oh, my gosh. That's impressively bad. Um, I'm going to look. Let's see if I got any of these right. <laughs> I got Michigan right. That was it. That was the only thing I got right in the Elite, Elite Eight. Cheese. Um, um, I did one bracket that holy crap on ESPN. And I got thirty three percent. Oof! I had three right in my Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> Jeez. I had Syracuse nailed it. Nice. Villanova and Michigan. Iona did not <laughs> make it to the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the tough part about picking the tournament is is like obviously most people had Gonzaga in the final four so that doesn't really even matter you have to have UCLA in the final four to be in the top five percent yeah right exactly oh my gosh this was the one it was this is the one where I had oh no that was a lie that was a lie it's just a blatant lie on my end um <laughs> It's confusing to see the team. Like it's weird because like the final four they have Gonzaga, UCLA, Baylor, and Houston. It looks like I picked those teams, but I very much didn't. That would be incredible. Um, yeah, had a random uh, bracket that happened to have the entire final four, right? They have um, this one twenty-two or twenty-one percent, sixty-six percent, seventeen percent, thirty-three percent, ten percent, fifteen percent, thirty-three percent, forty-one percent, thirty percent, and another one that I entered in something. Jeez, thirty-eight percent. You have so but, many brackets. I know. Well, what I did was I filled out the three I talked about, and then I filled out one for every one seed to win and one for every two seed to win. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it takes way too long. I don't know. I, why know. I, do it. I do it just in case. Oh my gosh, I can still win this Houston one. Um, just in case one of them is perfect and I win a million dollars. Right. Yeah. Can't I mean, hurt, you know? If you if you fill out. 20 brackets every year for your entire life, you'll have as good of a chance as anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Even still, though that was still a very, 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 you, you have no chance. It's never yeah, going to no, happen, got, right? Oh, I had no shot. No, it's never going to happen unless it's all scratch one year. Yeah. How many brackets are made a year? Uh, I would be curious oh, to know that. ESPN alone has millions and millions. Yeah. And like they're I'd all... say at least over twelve brackets. Definitely. Maybe well, less than like I, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's the thing. Like you could fill out twenty five. I think I only read off like nine or t- or ten or eleven there. Yeah. Uh, people like oh, seventeen. I was a blatant lie. Oh jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of brackets. <laughs> Brackets are fun to make, so I don't even blame you for doing no, it. No, it's, it's so much fun to make to just go through and be like, yeah, I don't see why Iona can't make it to the Sweet 16. The only issue is on the stupid ESPN app, if you switch screens, it cancels out your progress in the bracket. you got to start all over. I know. It's so annoying. Happened to me at least 10 times. <laughs> it's beyond frustrating. Um. This is just kind of a fun thing that I did. My girlfriend knows very little about sports. She just has pretty much no interest in it. So I had her make a bracket. And she's at the 27.9%. So like wow. that's not bad. And no, she had, she had winner. Illinois winning. So she didn't have the winner for a while. But she had Baylor in the final four. Nice. Uh, Oh, she had VCU over Gonzaga. That's a that was a tough, tough, one. tough. Yeah. That's tough. VCU, then, good tournament team though. Not a terrible pick. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, Pat, that's a bad pick though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I was like, I'm the only information I gave her is that the one next to the name means they're the best or supposed to be the best, and that sixteen right. worst. But other than that, she had no information and was. Pretty much as good as a quarter of the people that made a bracket. You know what? Good for her. Yeah. And That's the way to do it. So she had 490 points. I had 510, so I didn't beat her by much. Wow. Sounds like she needs to do the hosting of the podcast, not you. Yeah, I'll go grab her. 
real quick. You want to talk baseball? Yeah. <laughs> All right. TJ, it's your favorite day of the year next to tomorrow. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> this is my um, Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If I don't think I know anybody else that's a bigger baseball fan than CJ. So I will just, I mean, I'll let you go first. We're going to, I guess, pick each division. Cy Young, MVP, Rookie of the Year. And then I have uh, ALA, ALS, nice, ALCS and <laughs> NLCS. Jeez, and, the, <laughs> yikes, and the World <laughs> Series as well. Um. But yeah, like overall, and we'll obviously talk about Red Sox, Yankees. So I guess we'll start there. Yankees predictions. How are you feeling about them? I, this is a really good team, and it has been for three or four years now. And it's it's time to see them get over that hump and at least make the World Series. Like I understand that the Dodgers are a really good team and might be tough mm-hmm. to beat. <laughs> okay. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> no, no, fair point. <laughs> um, the Dodgers are really good. The Padres are really good. The Braves, the Mets, like there's a lot of good teams coming out of the National League. But the thing with the American League for the Yankees this year is they should win it. They should be a comfortable favorite to win the uh, the American League. And it, I would say this is one of the few years over the past however many that it would be disappointing to me to not win the American League because we don't have – we had Boston in 2018, we had Houston in 2017, and 2019. Like, those were legit teams. But even, like, I personally, I think the White Sox are a year away from being legit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sold on the Athletics or the Astros this year. I don't think the Blue Jays are going to – I think they're another team that's probably a year away. The Rays, I'd be surprised if they repeat. So, like, we – there's no team that I see where I say, yeah, they're better than us or at least on the same level as us. I think we are the best team in the American League by at least a little bit of a margin. Yeah, no, hearing you talk about it, I think you're 100% right. Like, um, I – I was thinking like a World Series maybe for the Yankees, but you know you're right. The AL, I think they are head and shoulders above everybody else, unless the White Sox are up to date. If you know what I mean. like, if you know what I mean by like, like they're not a year away. This is their year. Then right. that's, I think that's your most dangerous competition. Obviously, baseball can be random, so maybe a team shows up out of nowhere, like the Red Sox, um, and they're good. <laughs> good we'll get to them in a second. Yeah, um, but no, then- I think. It's not crazy expectations to just say make it to the World Series for the Yankees at least. Like they, they're they're good enough. I think they're the best team in the AL unless the team gets hot with the pitching staff in the postseason. But you know you're right. The Yankees should make the World Series this year. Right, and that's the thing. Their pitching staff is probably better. We have a couple of question marks like Kluber coming off an injury, but like to have Garrett Cole for a full season is like he needs to step up from last year, which is weird to say because he was really good, but he struggled a little bit early on, and in the shortened season, it it made that a worse situation. But yeah. having him for a full year, I mean, just to go back to what I was saying, uh, on actionnetwork.com, so I don't know how legit <laughs> it is, but it, it, it actually has every team or like every different source that you could go to for betting. And on DraftKings... It has the Yankees at plus two thirty to win the American League, and then the field at plus two sixty. Oh, so like, the Yankees yeah. are a comfortable favorite to win. Absolutely. The next closest team is the White Sox at plus three eighty. 
Yeah, probably the Red Sox are third, right? Uh, third to last, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> plus, before plus we get three hundred. <laughs> um. So, what are your like concerns overall for the Yankees? It's just health at this point. Can yeah, Judge and Stanton sure. stay healthy? Can Torres stay healthy? Obviously, if Garrett Cole gets hurt, that would be detrimental to everything I just said, and I would probably take us out of that. I mean, we would still be the favorites, I think, if he got hurt, but it would be much closer. Um, but, yeah, we just they have to stay healthy because on paper I think they're comfortably the best team in the league. Yeah. No, I hear you there. Um, worried about the pitching rotation at all or no? Um, I mean, there's reason to be concerned. I'm more excited about the rotation, honestly, because there's a lot of there is a lot of unknown, but right. there's also we at least have that ace, and I don't think Kluber's going to be bad. I don't think Taylor's going to be bad. Domingo Armand looked great in the in spring training, even though I don't really care too much about spring training. But yeah. the fact that he came back and looked good. Um, I'm a little bit more nervous this year about the bullpen than I have been in years past. Whoa! Yeah, it's it's a new twist for us. But I'm kind of happy that we don't have this dominant bullpen because Aaron Boone got to a point where he was leaning on them way too much. And I think now we're going to actually have to let our starters pitch. And that's a type of baseball that I'm a fan of. I'd rather obviously have a great bullpen, great rotation and great lineup, but I'm okay with taking away from the bullpen a little bit to add some starter depth. No, that's totally fair. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think you're spot on. I mean, the Yankees injuries can always mess up anything, um, especially like you lose a Garrett Cole, but I mean, the Yankees are also, I think they're enough of a favorite that if you lose somebody like Judge or Stanton for a certain amount of time, you should be able to get past it. You should be fine. Yeah, um, they have a lot of depth in their lineup, which yeah. would save them. for Like, Judge is somebody who you're, at this point, unfortunately, you assume he's missing 50 games. Uh, Stanton is someone who's actually been pretty healthy with the Yankees, but he's missed his fair share of time. Um, right. And over the last few years, we've been able to absorb that and deal with it. So hopefully, if that ha- hopefully it doesn't happen because the last time Judge played a full season, he was second in MVP voting, and in my totally unbiased opinion, should have won it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I hope we could get a full season out of him because I'm also concerned about his contract whenever uh, his contract expires after next season. And I don't know if I'm willing to pay him at this point just because he's his inability to stay in the field and play even 150 games. Right. I get that. Um, but that being said, things are looking up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going into the season with a negative mindset at all. It's, it's a weird thing to have – it feels like there's some pressure on them because they've been a team for the past. Jesus, it's been five seasons now. I guess going back to 2017 was the first year where I'd say we were legit contenders. Yep. But this is the fifth season with a good, young, a really good young core of guys with a former MVP in Stanton who is still a legit player when he's healthy. We have the ace and Garrett Cole. We're a team that 
needs to take that next step and at least make the World Series, which I know I've said, but that's that's got to be the goal this year. At least make it. Yeah. Speaking of making the World Series, I got a team I want to talk about. <laughs> right. What do you got? The Boston Red Sox. Oh. I'm a fan of them. I like them. I don't know if you knew that or not. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Tom and I talked about this on the end of our soccer podcast. Um because we were, I was talking about opening, opening day is starting tomorrow. Because we have a new segment called "What's on Our Mind" working title. Nice. Um, I like it. I, we have yet to be creative enough to come up with an actual segment name. But <laughs> what was on my mind was opening season or opening season. I said the same thing again. <laughs> opening day, um, and I was like, "Oh, the Red Sox should be pretty good this year. Maybe a maybe a wild card team." And then I looked at the depth chart. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of. Uh... Really recognizable names on there. They hear me out. All right, so this is how I explained it to Dom. You're going into a playoff series against the Red Sox, and you're like, oh, damn. First off, first ga- game one, Chris Sale. Well, he's not on the roster. Okay, so that's fine. We go to Erod, game two. Well, he's day-to-day with dead arms, so he may never play again. <laughs> and but, he also has a heart issue. <laughs> yeah, that too, but whatever. So it's fine. Game one, Nathan Evaldi. You know the guy can throw 100. So coming out of gates early in the season – because now I'm switching in this example to early in the season of the playoffs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good call. You're not going to be able to hit 100 miles an hour like coming out of the gates. You're going to be slow to that. Guaranteed. Easy win. Red Sox win the first game of the year. All right. Second game with Garrett Richards. You also play the Orioles, so. Uh, that scares me a little bit, honestly. Um, <laughs> we got Garrett Richards coming in game two. And then we have game, four, game three. Martin Perez, who loved to be a Red Sox. I know he was so excited to come back. And if positive attitude doesn't win you baseball game, CJ, I don't know what does. See, and because of that mentality, I'm just going to sit this conversation out. Because <laughs> as, as much as I love to crap on the Red Sox, there's no need to do it right now. <laughs> That's fine, because you're probably thinking in your head, oh, yeah, Elijah, what if it's a four-game series? You know what, CJ, I got an answer for you. If Nick Pavetta pitches... <laughs> You're screwed. Because that guy, yeah. he's a fifth starter on a major league baseball team. And there's nothing scarier than that. Seriously, though. Like, this is awful. Closer, yes. Matt Barnes. He's got COVID. Um, so that means Adam Adovino stepping in. That guy, Yankee pitcher, good bullpen, good yeah. Red Sox pitcher. Yeah, we got rid of him because he was not very good when we got him. He was supposed wow. to be really good, but... You don't have to go that far. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm going to say. I thought you were sitting this conversation out. Anyway. You brought up the Yankees. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. There's no way of knowing. Catching. Christian Vasquez. Decent catcher. We can all agree. There you go. Bobby Delbeck. Guy might hit a million home runs this year. Like, I'm not even kidding when I say a million is the exact number he's going to hit. Yeah. Just short of Bonds' record. Yes. Of, like, total record. Right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, second base. Oh, I'll get to that in a second. Second base. Uh, Enrique Hernandez, also known as Kike Hernandez. Yeah, Kike. good player. Thought he's, he was about twenty-three years old. He's thirty. He's got a World Series and has been to multiple, so you got a little veteran experience. Veteran experience. I thought the guy was twenty-three. CJ, he's thirty years old. Yeah, he's been around. Um, <laughs> at third base, Rafael Devers, actual good player. Shortstop, yeah. Xander Bogarts, actual good player. Left field, Franchi could could Cordero. Ah, heard of him. 
<laughs> That's all I got on him. He's hit a bunch cool. of home runs, I think, in spring training. Okay, which take it. I don't know. I don't know if UCJ, Mr. Baseball, checked the standings. We went 16 and 10 in spring training. Jeez. So. Look out. Yeah. Well, look out. Talk about center field. Alex Verdugo. There you actual, go. Might be a decent player. Another World Not Series less, I think. Yeah. He might have yeah. gotten traded last year. And I'm sorry. Have you ever heard of Hunter Renfro? Because he's playing right field and he's going to hit dingers. Was that a joke? Have I heard of him? Yeah, well, that was more like me, like trying to hype him up a little bit. No, of course I've heard of him. Oh, Alex yeah. Verdugo was the Red Sox last year. No, Hunter Renfro. Oh, I know, but I said Alex Verdugo would have won the World Series. He was the Red Sox. Hunter Renfro yeah, yeah. was the Padre last year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the guy hits dingers. He hit 198 last year, but he hit some home runs. And I bet you he hits some more home runs. <laughs> D.H. J.D. Martinez, actual good baseball player. Um, but our backup second baseman, first baseman, shortstop, left field is all the same person. And our backup <laughs> shortstop and center field is also the same person. Are they all Kike Hernandez? Well, two of them are. the uh, Marwin Gonzalez. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's a he, nice little utility guy from Minnesota. I mean, we literally are depending on him to carry the team, apparently, because he's also our backup right fielder. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a World Series with the Astros. I think he was and, on that, uh, that cheater team. And he's our backup shortstop. So I've, I I should have never looked at the roster. Nope. When I last podcast with Dom, I should have just been like, you know what? Here we are. Red Sox are going to be good. And he could have laughed at me, and I could have left it at that. But I did some searching. And what they, I found was they, not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a tough year for Boston. I, I – and as much as I am always okay with the Red Sox losing, it's a little disappointing because it's just more fun when there's a legit rivalry. Yes, agreed. Like it, It's also fun when my team's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'll be fun if we can win 16 out of 18 against you guys this year. But it's it's just more fun when we're both competing to make it to the playoffs with yeah. a couple weeks left – or competing for the uh, – the division with a week or two right. left and Absolutely. those games matter. Cause I'm sure that we'll play within the last, you know, week of the season. I feel like we always do. Right. Um, no, yeah. I'm glad as a, cause doing a podcast with Dom is tough because he is a Manchester United fan and I'm a Manchester city fan. So it's like Red Sox Yankees, but you CJ, you are willing to be like, Hey, Red Sox Yankees, that's good baseball. I wouldn't mind the Red Sox to be good. Obviously, you want the Yankees to win at the end of the day, but it's good baseball. Right. If I were to say that's dumb, he'd be like, no, Manchester United needs to beat City at all times, and Manchester City sucks. So I'm glad <laughs> you have the eyes to realize what good content is when it comes to the sports. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too. It's not even just that it's it's more fun when the games are competitive. It's more fun to beat you guys when you feel like yes. legit competition. Trash talks a little better, you know, like right. if you can actually like have emotion with the game as opposed to the Yankees winning 16 out of 18 and be like, ha, we beat you guys twice, suckers. <laughs> right. Because like going into that series, you can always find some Red Sox fans or some Yankees fans that are going to trash talk no matter what. But you're not right. going to come at me going into a series this year saying how much better than us you guys are because it's 
you just don't i'm sure deep down you don't feel like you guys are better than us maybe you will try to convince yourself of that at some point Dude, all it takes is like a two out of three series to win like first series of the year and i'm all in yeah if we go one and two and you guys go two and one in the series right before we play each other you are going to think it's over uh, <laughs> that being said, World Series picks Red Sox. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's an a uh, reasonable choice. Man, we don't <laughs> play each other for the first two months of the season. We don't play each other till the first week of June. Really? Yeah. Happy June. Happy June. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, time to get down to brass tacks. The Red Sox are not going to be good. I mean. I'm hoping for 500. Yeah. And I think our offense is good enough to win some games. I think so, too. Like, I think J.D. Martinez will have a bounce back year, who you didn't mention at all, I don't think, when you were naming the roster. No, yeah. I got to DH and said he's an actual baseball player. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have, you have three players who could all be legitimate all-stars. Yeah, for sure. Devers, Bogarts, and Martinez. That said, those are your only three players that have a chance of being all stars. Alex Verdugo says otherwise. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Me too. I'm sorry um, that you think that. <laughs> and I'm sorry for wasting my time, your time saying his name. Yeah. <laughs> a few times now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, okay, so I'm currently writing down my notes with a colored pencil. When's the last time you used a colored pencil? Man, it's been a long time. Like, underrated, underrated colored pencils. I'm putting it on the list. Wow. Okay. Why? Why? <laughs> why though? You got to give some sort of reason. Because a normal pencil, one color. This has a bunch of different colors in an entire set. Yeah, that's true. Okay. It's a pencil, CJ, but it comes out a different color than normal lead. Did you ever have one of those pens where it had like four different color options on it? I could. I mean, those things were the coolest things in the world. Yeah, they, they still <laughs> work. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't have. Shep, I'm gonna buy you one. Wow, <laughs> a little, little podcasting. I would be honored. <laughs> Show up! I can't believe you finally showed up. What is it? It's a pen. A pen, but not just any pen. It's got four colors. This can be our bet if the uh, if the Red Sox beat the Yankees in the in their season series. So just head to head games. I'll buy you the pen, and if the Yankees beat the Red Sox, you gotta buy me the pen. Okay, let's alter it a little bit. Here we go. How many times do they play? 18, 19? 18 or 19, depending on the year. If the Red Sox win 10 games. Wait, that's more than half. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> if the Red Sox... No, I guess I'll take the split. I'll take the split. That's, that's literally what I said, because if, it... <laughs> if they win more, they'll have to win 10. Shut up. <laughs> Red Sox aren't going to be good. Let me have this one. Okay, you got it. I'll take the original deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> deal. We have it. Shaking on it. All right. Virtual shake. Virtual shake. Um, colored pencils are now written on the underrated list in colored pencil. Nice. <laughs> um, we will start off in the most obvious of places, the AL East, CJ. No doubt Yankees for both of us here, I'm thinking. Yeah, I think so. Um, Rays lost their pitching, so. Oh, I think we played 19 times, so we will have a definitive winner. Oh, 
<laughs> okay, my pen actually did die, so I may legit have to use a colored pencil. Wait, you weren't actually using the colored pencil? No, I was, but then I put it back, hoping my pen would work. Yeah. I'm back. Um, yeah, so Yankees, the Blue Jays, I do think they won't won't be as good um, till probably two years, you're right. But they could be a surprise team. They definitely could be a wild card team. But like I said, I think the Rays are shot. They've lost their pitching. Yeah, if I had to pick They're a team. now, but Snell is huge. Yeah, if I had to pick a team to beat the Yankees, it would definitely be Toronto. But I, I would think that would have to be Toronto exceeding expectations and the Yankees falling significantly short of expectations. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah, no, I'm definitely taking the Yankees there, as much as it pains me. I just hope the Red Sox finish in third. Um, <laughs> AL Central. I'm probably going to go White Sox here. To be honest, I don't know much about everybody else in the Central, but I know the Indians definitely lost some of their best players, if yeah. not their best players. Um, who else? Tigers are bad. Twins, maybe. They're obviously – you can mash with the best of them. Are they still and, the Indians, or are we going to um, – are we going to start referring to them as the Cleveland baseball team? Are they technically the Cleveland baseball team? No, I don't think so. Not yet, but I, I, they're changing it, right? That was the thing that actually happened. I thought they were just changing the mascot. I don't know if they ever got to the name itself yet. I thought that happened, but maybe not. I mean, you are a baseball guy, so I'll take your word for it. The Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's we'll, we'll start that trend if it hasn't already happened. Um, yes. Cleveland's baseball team will drop the Indians team name. That was December 20th. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I do not remember the other team in that division currently. Cleveland, White Sox, Detroit. Don't tell me. I already forgot the other two. <laughs> well, there's a lot of pressure when you like, got this. on a podcast. You got this. Twins. Nailed it. Yep, and, and another one won a World Series. Second. There you go. <laughs> oh, look at me. Oh, I don't think the Royals are good. I hope Andrew Benintendi doesn't do good either. Not yeah. that I don't like him. It's not that. It's just like, I don't think that trade the Red Sox did was terrible. But if he has a bounce back year, then I'll be really upset. <laughs> um, I'm going to actually differ in opinion on that from you. I think Kansas City is going to be a sneaky good team. Not, not, not a playoff team, but I think they're going to be in the graphic for the wild card with wow. a week left. That's my opinion on Kansas City. They're they're in the graphic with a week left. I love yeah. it. Um, I'm going to have the Twinkies taking that division. I think that White Sox are probably another team that's a year away. They have some dominant pitching, and they have some really good young players. Elo Jimenez already got hurt. Um, Jose Abreu, I, I'm not sold on him. I know he won MVP <laughs> last year, but I think he's just – he's a – a second tier first baseman to me. He's not Freddie Freeman. He's not. It's so funny. They both won the MVP last year. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I I don't think first base is a typical position for MVP um, just because there's so many expectations and you're typically not. I mean, you're just usually a home run guy at this point. Oh my um, gosh. Tony LaRusse is the coach of the White Sox. Yeah. That's what did I about that. I sent you a whole text earlier. Well, I sprang out today, defending myself. I was spraying out, didn't look at my phone much. That's fair. Yeah, Tony LaRusso is going to uh, open his White Sox career against Albert Pujols. 
Okay, yes, I did see that. Yeah. Thank you for the update, CJ. <laughs> yeah, I just want to give those stats. Albert Pujols, with Tony La Russa as his manager, was 328, 420, and 617 was his slash line. And he had 445 home runs and won the World Series uh, twice. Did he win it twice? No, I think he only got one. Yeah, that sounds right. That was in a 10-year career, 11-year, 2001 to 2011. Right. Since then, which has been 10 years, 257, 312, 448. Awful. He dropped 70 points. He's 85 years old. I know. That's the thing. Like we already it's kind of like a known thing that he's fibbing about his age. I don't want to call him a flat out liar, but he's certainly not. Do it, CJ. Do it. Who else is a liar? Uh, (laughs) he's he's at least a year or two older than he says he is. And he's already I think he's forty, right? Is what we know him to be. Yes. And like it's just it was such a bad contract. Clearly, it has not worked out well for the uh, Angels. And it's, it's, it's disappointing because he, he's one of the best players of our baseball fandom generation. Like Definitely. It's, it's going to be him, yeah. Cabrera, Ichiro Jeter. Like those yeah. are probably the Mount Rushmore of our era. I'm probably yep. forgetting somebody, but... David Ortiz probably, yeah. Yeah, if it's Mount Rushmore, I'm not sure. Oh, we're doing the Red Sox Mount Rushmore. Yeah, play, play the field and uh, then we can talk about it. <laughs> Fair, honestly. Yeah. Um, have I ever made that case for why Ortiz shouldn't be a Hall of Famer? Yes. <laughs> On the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Did I ever tell you the thing about Dante Bichette? No. I'm pretty sure – like offensively, his career numbers are similar to Ortiz's, and he's not in the Hall of Fame because he was horrific defensively. How many World Series did he have? And none. Ah, interesting. You know, he was a he was a very good player, though. And... His rings in a box, and Ortiz's rings in a box. Tell me who has more. <laughs> okay, good point. I can't I think, argue. No, honestly, like we can always always have this discussion, but I think Dave Ortiz. Including his numbers, should get in based on postseason. Like that's just, I think that makes up for the lack of playing in the field because he was unbelievable in the postseason. Yeah, and I don't think that David Ortiz is in a Hall of Famer. It's just kind of a fun way to poke at the Red Sox fans. Yeah, but absolutely. but I do think it's fair in the same way that we hold it against relief pitchers that they're only pitching for one or two innings every couple of nights, or the same way that we hold it against bad defenders like. You have to be a baseball player, you have to do more than one thing well. Yeah, maybe starting pitchers would be the one position where you look past that idea and you say, like, obviously, Clayton Kershaw is just a great pitcher. I mean, he's not a horrible hitter, but he's not great, obviously. But, like, for a pitcher, it's one thing because you're the biggest contributing factor to whichever game you're playing in, right. But like David, no, yeah, you have much more control over the entire game. Right. David Ortiz, if he goes 0 for 4 in a game, then all he did was hurt the team. There's right. no chance that he helps the team in a game where he goes 0 for right. 4. So, like, he it's. The, uh, he can't make the impact in the field. Right. And if we 
we don't give enough credit to defense in general. Like, obviously, there's a handful of Hall of Famers who are in there. Like, Ozzie Smith was just an incredible defender, but an average to mediocre hitter. Gary Carter was not a terrific hitter, but he was an incredibly good defensive catcher. Catchers specifically get that bump from being right. really good at defense. But, like, the fact that we can look – or we can't look past bad defense, but we can look past no defense – doesn't seem fair to me. Like if <laughs> David Ortiz that. played in the National League his whole career, we probably think of him a little bit differently. Right. I get that. I mean, that's you know that's what I've always said about Mariano. Guy threw one pitch well. He doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I don't know. <laughs> but, I, but in all seriousness, though, I do think that there could be a case to be made that if I mean, I I hate the argument about whether or not somebody's a first ballot Hall of Famer. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. Your career doesn't get better seven years after you retire as opposed to five. Um, But I I understand why somebody may not vote for Trevor Hoffman or Mariano Rivera or whoever the next great closer is that's going to be up for induction. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. but yeah, I like Edgar Martinez. It took him ten years to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I don't think David Ortiz was that significantly better than Edgar Martinez was. Right, but I just like it depends how much they look at the postseason stuff. Obviously, yeah, that sets him apart from pretty much any player of our generation. Yeah. All right, back to the divisions. AL West, who you got? Um, AL West, I'm going to go with the A's. I think it's finally their year to take down Houston. I said the A's as well, and I don't know why other than I root for them every year and they always let me down. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. Like, I, I, And when I look at that team, I really don't know why I think they're good. Matt, like Chapman's, I, good. Matt Chapman's very good. You know why, CJ? It's because of Moneyball. We just think they're good because they <laughs> know what they're doing. Right. Although I am the biggest anti-Billy Bean Moneyball person there is. I think the dude's yeah, a joke. Yeah, I, I get that. I just think that like because their name's out there for that, people think they're always better than they are. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Sorry. I just was reading through possible rookies of the year, and Ian Anderson plus 750. Ooh. That'd be kind of cool. Um, anyway, yeah. So how many wildcard teams are there? Just the two, or are they doing expanded? I think it's just two again. All right, so two teams in the wild card who uh, – let me go first for this. Do you want first for the last one? I'm going to take off the top of my head in trying to remember the baseball teams since it's been so long. Um, I'm going to take the Astros and the Red Sox. Wow. What an interesting prediction. <laughs> I'm going to move on from there. That's all you need to say. Interesting yeah. prediction is a good way to put it. Um, so since I had the Twins winning the Central, I'm definitely going to have the White Sox making it because I do think they're a legit team. Yeah. And then I'll probably go with Toronto. There's not wow. there's not a second te- or a third team, I guess I should say, that I love. Um, like Houston's probably going to be good, but I don't know how good. This is going to be the first year that Houston gets the crap that they deserve from fans. Yeah, that's, that'll be interesting. And it'll be interesting to see how much toned down it is compared to what we thought it was going to be just because it's 
now a year and a half removed from the investigation. Also, like, COVID happened, so, like, I don't know, people might just be happy back at the game or something. Yeah. Oh, so CJ picked both Red Sox teams to make the wild card. Interesting. The whole Sox team. He didn't say Blue Jays. He said Red Sox. Interesting, yep. CJ. You got that Good right. Pick. A little dark horse team. I like it. <laughs> um, going to the NL now. NL East, I will give the floor to you. Who do you think? I know that it hurts Bub to hear, but I think the Braves are still just a tiny bit better than the Mets. Oh, my gosh. You think you know a guy? I'm going to pick the Mets because I like Bub. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to root for the Mets to make that clear. I do like the Mets. CJ hates the Mets. He said it. That's a good point. You know, I'm going to change my pick. The Mets are winning the division. Wow. Good thing. That's why I use a pencil, folks. I just erased the Braves and put Mets. Colored pencil? No. Uh, Erase color pencil. Downside uh, of that. Yeah. Um, color pencil a little overrated. Can't erase them. Yeah, that's true. I'm not <laughs> changing my list yet, but a couple more incidents and I might change it. Um, and I'll, remember erasable pens? They were gross. Yeah, that was weird. It never worked, right? Sorry, I'm just looking at the, uh, the heater losing by two. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> All right, we'll be fine. Um, NL Central, I'm going to go with the cards here. Obviously, Cubs are overrated. That's my thing. Uh, Reds, <laughs> not not good. Um, Brewers, oh, I forgot about the Brewers. They could be pretty good. Um, who's the other team? Pittsburgh, bad. Very bad. Pittsburgh. Very, very bad, yeah. They got, if you're a Pirates fan, I'm sorry. You have next to nothing to look forward to this year. Yikes. Um, so I'm going to take the Cardinals. I got Arnado and... It's the Cardinals, so it's not a bad pick. We got. Yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals too. Milwaukee's probably the only team that I think could give them a shot. The Cubs are going to be weird. They're either going to sell, they're going to have a fire sale at the deadline, or they're going to do the thing that they've done for the past two seasons and convince themselves they can still make a playoff push and keep their <laughs> core together without actually getting better at the deadline. And then yep. they'll fall short. <laughs> they might make the playoffs by a half a game. Well, that's impossible. I love it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> They're, I think they're going to end up selling at the deadline. I think they're going to get rid of Bryant, Rizzo, maybe Baez, probably a pitcher or two. Like they might Cubs totally suck. blow it up Cubs at the deadline. Suck. Cubs suck. Um, why do I hate the Cubs so much? I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's because like you know people compare them to the Red Sox, like history, blah 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 blah. Right. Screw the Cubs. Um, NL West. I think I had the Dodgers win this division by 25 games. Yeah, it's the Dodgers. I mean, the Padres got a lot better. But if I'm going to say teams like the White Sox are a year away, I don't know how I can't say the same thing about the Padres. I think the Padres are going to be very good. And I think that they're they're comfortably in the position for the first wild card spot. But, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go to the Dodgers death chart real quick. Yeah, they're just so good. <laughs> Their rotation is nasty. Just don't think anyone. I know baseball's random. We talk about. It. I don't think anyone has a damn chance against these guys. They have three legit Cy Young contenders, <laughs> and they have two MVP people. Yeah. Here we go. Let's take a depth chart. We were making jokes about the Red Sox. And by jokes, I mean I was telling the God's honest truth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we have Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, Walker Bueller, Julio. How, how did you say his last name? Urias. Urias. Yep. And then Dustin May. 
Yeah. Wow. Oh, David Price is listed as a relief pitcher. Yeah, I was going to say Dustin May was named their fifth starter, so that means David Price, the former Cy Young winner, is heading to the bullpen. Ken, Ken, Kenley Jansen. Guy's actually kind of a question mark. Yeah, I don't know if he's good anymore. Um, Will Smith, good actor. Um, Max Muncy's their first very good bullpen piece. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Max Muncy, first baseman, good player. Galvin Lux, don't really know much about him, but he's on the Dodgers, good player. (laughs) Justin Turner, very good. Corey Seager, very good. AJ Pollock, wow, kind of letting the outfield down there. AJ Pollock, Cody Bellinger, and Mookie Betts. I remember a couple years ago the. Um, I forget his name now, the Diamondbacks manager, uh, Luelu or whatever it is. He said of A.J. Pollock that he's one of the most underrated players in baseball. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good for the Dodgers. Yep. You know, they need that. <laughs> um, yeah. Could you imagine whew. if, like, A.J. Pollock wins the MVP this year? It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Mookie, Mookie's going to be bad, so whatever. Right. Very bad. Bad at baseball. Not Ooh, ready for um, some trivia, Elijah? I am. I got the answer. The answer is Abraham Lincoln, but we can go to the next question. Close. Um, <laughs> so Mookie Betts wins the MVP this year, which he's not going to do because he's going to be terrible. He'd be the right. second player ever to win an AL and NL MVP. Who was the first? Stanton? Nope. He should be. He might be. He might be the second. Who was the first? I'm going to go somebody I know. I I would hope so, but I don't know. I don't know what you youths know these days. <laughs> you youths. Um, I think he was also know. the first African-American manager, if that helps. Jackie Robinson. I'm mm. older than CJ, by the way. About <laughs> <laughs> like a month. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to go Jackie Robinson, final answer. No. No, he only ever played for the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> what was the answer? Frank Robinson. Also, I did know that he only played for the Dodgers. <laughs> <It was> just... <laughs> Uh, trying to clear my name here. He um, won it for the Reds and the Orioles. I think he won it for the Reds in 1960 and then the Orioles in like 67. I'll look that up though and give you the awesome. actual numbers. Yeah. Dude was um, a beast. So there are uh, playoff team or wildcard teams. I have the Braves and the Padres. Ah, dang it. It was 61 and 66. You think you know a guy in his ability to know baseball, but he's just really stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> the hell did you ask me? What you got for wild card team? Um, I'm thinking it's going to be the Padres and the Braves slash Mets, depending on which team I actually picked to win the division. You picked the Mets to win the division because you like Bob. Uh, right, so we, we have the exact same picks for the NL. Look at us. Yeah, we're smart. Um, Cy Young Awards, AL first. Um, TJ, who do you have for AL? Um, again, no bias at all. I'm going to take Garrett Cole. No bias at all. That is a strictly journalistic pick. Exactly. Um, I'm going to take Glassnow. Tyler Glassnow. Okay, not a bad. Another person that if I if Yankees were off the board, Shane Bieber would probably be my guy. Um, yeah, Bieber's very good. And just because I feel like throwing as many names as I can so I can say I was right, Lucas Giolito is another kind of long shot that I would look at. Um, yeah, there's there's some good options. I'm going to go glass now just because, you know, I'm cool like that. How about Ryu for Toronto? 
Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Didn't it's... they get somebody else as a pitcher? I don't think so. <laughs> I thought they got, I thought the Blue Jays got two pitchers. Um Ari Dickey, that's who it was. Oh. Oh, they got Steven Matz. <laughs> okay. Not the worst. Um NL, I'm gonna go to Grom here. Yeah, I mean that's you know what's crazy? On opening day we got Mets Nationals, DeGrom Scherzer, between the two of them they have five Cy Youngs. And Crap. if you t- gave me those two or the field in the National League, I think I might take those two to win a sixth combined one. Um That's wild. And they're both over thirty now, right? Which is yeah. crazy. These guys are just dealing. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go with DeGrom too. I know it's kind of boring, but there's nobody else in the National League. Do you still have the uh, the odds pulled up for that? Is there um, I can second do that right in the now. Because I would imagine it's the Grom and then kind of everybody else, kind of similar to how the Yankees were the favorite. Um, we have DeGrom. Jeez, what kind of website am I Trevor on? Trevor Bauer is a plus 700. DeGrom's a plus 500 for DraftKings. Yeah, then Scherzer plus eight fifty. So there's a, a little bit of a gap between Degrom and Bauer. Um, Clay, uh, Kurt, uh, Clayshaw, nice, crushed it. Wow, Clayton Kershaw, that's a nice pick. I got plus fifteen hundred here for him. DraftKings, he's plus two thousand. That's a nice little deal there. Ian Anderson on the list, which is just insane. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? For those of you that don't know, Ian Anderson went to Shen. Yeah, uh, which is so. a. Chris Sale plus two thousand, which is wild because I don't know when he's coming back. That's the thing; like they're not going to be a great team, and he's going to be hurt for half of the year. So he's going to have to come back and go like twelve and zero with a one point one to win the Cy Young. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yes, what's going to happen? Yeah, Jack Flaherty's another guy in the National League. Just because yes. I'm going to keep throwing names at you, uh, he's either going to be dominant or very pedestrian because that's kind of how his career has gone. I like Noel a lot too. He was my pick last year. Who was that? For the fi- Aaron Noel for the yeah. He's a good yeah. Pitcher. Um, MVP. I'll let you go first. The AL here. Man, is there anybody that you should take besides Mike Trout? Um, let's let's take Mike Trout off the table. Okay. Because okay. he's just the obvious choice every year. He's the best player in baseball. He's the best player of our lifetimes and maybe beyond that. Um, so without him, give me Aaron Judge. Wow. I think Not he, biased at all. No, we're going to have the Cy Young and the MVP. Franklin's second on this list that I'm looking at? Yeah, man. He's legit, and he's one of the few – legit players on that team that's left because that's that's the thing with mvp like this might kind of go against what i just said with judge but you can't (laughs) you can't be one of like you you're not going to win the cy young if you're a pitcher for the dodgers this year because you might there's a good chance that you're one of the best pitchers in baseball and the third best pitcher on your team you can't be one of the best players in baseball but not the clear best player on your team and expect to win the mvp Right. Uh, so I think Bregman has some of an advantage there because it's pretty much just him and um, Altuve at this point. Alvarez is still pretty good, but 
There's not a ton yeah. of guys in Houston that you love. Um, I'm going to take Mike Trout. Hey, <laughs> we took him off the table. Oh, off the table? I'm going to take that guy that plays on the uh, Angels. Center fielder? Some type of fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if, honestly, if I'm taking him off, where is he on this list? I'm going to take Otani at plus 3,500. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. I'm going to take Otani. Interesting. I think that guy could just run baseball, pitching and hitting. Guy was hitting 100 in spring training. Yeah. And hitting bombs, too. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a very good player, but I think that – and maybe – this is weird because I've always been begging for pitchers <laughs> to be able to actually play baseball and not just throw the ball really hard. But I think that maybe I'm just too accustomed to the idea of that being normal to where I'm not overwhelmed by how great he is. Right. He's very good at both. He's not the best at either thing. He like I don't see him winning a Cy Young and an MVP. But I'm trying to see if I can find his He's not on the list for Cy Young. Yeah. He's on the list for MVP though. Um but there's I guess to a lot of people there's so much novelty in the idea of somebody who is legitimate at both. Yeah, like not just Madison Bumgarner, where it's like, oh, he's not really a hole when he's batting, but you're not going to send him up there on a day where he's not pitching. I think he DH one game, maybe. Did he really? Either DH or he pinch hit, but I feel like he probably has pinched hit, pinch hit a handful of times. Yeah, pinch hitted is what you were trying to say. Pinch did hit did. Yeah, you got it. That was, that was really tough to say. The past tense <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, I, Otani is a great player, and I'm happy that people like the idea of someone that can do both. But to me, that's what you should be doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I get that. Um, NL MVP. <sighs> I hate looking at the odds and seeing who's number one. Yeah. Imagine if he was on the right Never told me the odds. Bit. Red Sox are traded for Mookie Betts, dude. They'd be nuts. <laughs> yeah, they might have a shot to do something this year. Am I going to have to be constantly reminded about this for the next 10 years? Every <laughs> Why time do you I think look at the MVP list? Ugh, so disgusting. I'm going to take Juan Soto. All right. Um, also, um, Christian Yelich, pretty good deal. Plus 1,500 is what I'm looking at here. Yeah. I'm going to take Acuna. I think it's his year. Dude's nasty. Yeah. He's so good. He's one of the, he might be my favorite player in baseball. He's just all around so good. He's quick. He's great defensively when he's trying. That's the one thing that I don't love about him is that every once in a while he'll get caught by the bug of not giving it a hundred percent. Right. But yeah, he's just so good. He is. He's got a chance for. He's got a legitimate chance to have a fifty-fifty season at some point. 50 home runs, 50 stolen bases, which would be incredible. Yeah, that'd be really awesome. I think he had a 40-40 in their last full season. Um, right, he did, yeah. Yeah, so I'm big on the Acuna train. Yeah, I think it's his um, year. I forgot what I was going to say. Darn it. I had something good, too. I believe you. I had 41-37. and 37. Oh, not good enough. No, terrible, honestly. Um, damn it. Oh, I had a good point to make and I forgot. No, I believe so. you. Anyway, 
now we get to go to rookie of the year. I can I think the same thing happened last year. I'm going to say a Rosarena wins it in the uh, AL. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, rookie of the year is so tough to predict for every sport because you just don't even know like who the legitimate guys are going to be. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. go with the Rosarena too. Nice. And then for the NL, I'm going to be Ian Anderson because I saw it on that list I was talking about. That would be fun. Um, I wish I could go with Ian Anderson too, but I'm not just going to copy you for both. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Sixto Sanchez eligible this year? I know he pitched a little bit last year. I, I think he might be eligible. The pitcher for the Marlins. Oh. I know that he's starting the season in the minors. Ooh. I just pulled up the 2021 NL Rookie of the Year odds. Yeah. I'm going to go with my guy, Seth Beer. I don't know who that is. He, I think he went to LSU, had one of the highest selling baseball jerseys in college baseball history because his last name is Beer, like B E E R. Nice. Um, and then he was drafted by the Astros and he actually played for the Valley Cats for like a week. And got called up. Oh, wow. Real good. It's in Arizona now. Who knew? You do now. And now I do. Now everybody else knows. Yeah. So Seth Beer. Keep an eye out for him. Okay. I wrote it down. Um, ALCS. What are you thinking? Obviously, I got to have the Yankees there because I said their World Series are bust. Um. I'm going to go with the White Sox finding their way in. I also wrote down the White Sox and Yankees, but that was before you said it, so I'm not changing it. I believe you. <laughs> I appreciate your faith in me. I know. I'm just believing um, you on everything here. I'm still upset about that point. I keep looking over my note sheet trying to figure out if I can figure out what that point was. I can't figure out what that point was. I had something good. And you would have been like, wow, Elijah, you're so smart and good looking. you like, thanks, CJ. Yeah. I really appreciate it. You are so smart. Huh? Um, <laughs> NLCS. I don't even know if this can work the way I have it all lined up, but I have Dodgers and Padres. Um, do you have the Dodgers winning the most games? Yes. <laughs> then I can't. Okay, I can't yeah, work. Yeah, but, you know, we'll pretend. Yeah, uh, maybe something crazy happens. I don't know. Right. No, you're right. That's I'm going to so- put the Mets in there. Go Mets. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Dodgers Mets too, because I guess the way that I would see it working out would be the Mets facing uh, the NL Central winner. No, I'm gonna. Damn, I'm gonna go Dodgers Braves. It'll figure oh! itself out. I'm sorry, wow. Bob. I'm so sorry. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't believe what I just saw. I think we're ending this podcast with nobody knowing which team I think is going to win the NL West. I'll tell you one thing. I know who's going to win the World Series. It's going to be the Dodgers. And they're uh, going to be the White Sox, not the Yankees. <laughs> no, it's going to be the Yankees over the Dodgers, just like it was pretty much all throughout the 50s. <laughs> ah, yes. Who could forget? <laughs> what a great <laughs> time. I remember it like it was yesterday. I almost wrote Yankees down for me. I did not pick the Yankees. Oh, Elijah almost wrote down the Yankees, which means he officially thinks it's the Yankees. I can't believe CJ picked the Red Sox in the World Series. What a stupid pick. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe it either. <laughs> Dodgers, uh, you picked the Yankees, right? Yankees are winning it this year, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, the Red Sox will not win twenty-five games. Um, 
that pretty much seals the deal longer than I expected. But I'm gonna do a little tease here. Whoa! Next week, CJ Disney World Collision Course. How about that? All right, I like it. 